and welcome to the first episode of Always the Worst Podcast. I know, brilliant name. Yeah. I'm Chris, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Mark. Hi there, how's it going, Chris? Hi, pretty good, pretty good. Only took us, you know, like half an hour to figure out how it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, good old boomers trying to f- function with technology. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm older than you, but... <laughs> I know, I think you really don't realize my age. (laughs) It's the beard, Chris, it's the beard. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, a wee heads up for everybody. You might recognize these voices. You'll be like, I've heard this before. You are correct. This used to be called Ivy Like Films, and it used to be called Just Bleather, Just a Bleather. But I lost all my login details, so (laughs) here we are. (laughs) Here we are, indeed. What's that reset password function? I don't know. Just make a new one. Yeah, that's that's how you go forward, right? (laughs) It really is. No more, no more looking at the past. Yeah. So for anybody new here, you might be wondering what the hell are we going to be talking about? Well, well, I don't know either. Everything, (laughs) everything, anything, (laughs) yeah, anything at all. We're we're kind of keeping it loosey goosey, and we'll be focusing in as the journey continues yeah so today uh our big category our big talk of today was the fact the cinema's closed well yeah everything's is, closed yeah yeah, yeah. well <laughs> the, the cinema's a big part of it for us because obviously we're huge movie fans and we consume nothing but media on a daily basis <laughs> so. yeah so it hurt it hurt me at home because it was mine and my girlfriend's anniversary and we were going to go to the cinema, and that was the night that they decided to close. Oh wow! Well, at least you got yeah. you got an excuse to get. <laughs> it's like no no money down, just a nice yeah. cheap evening. Yeah, it was a shame because we were going to go see Dark Waters, Mark Ruffalo's new film oh. about the chemical plant. Well, yeah, I haven't seen that either, so <laughs> that's a good one. Thanks. Yeah, cinema's closing. I know it looked so interesting as well, but. I can't yeah. talk about it now because I have no idea how good it was. Well, what a shame. This is this is the thing because obviously, like, if you've heard my opinions before on cinema, I mean, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of the experience of being at the cinema. But don't get me wrong here, I I feel for everyone involved in this entire industry and all the workers in the cinemas who you know now have lost their jobs or maybe are just on hold for now. But uh, I kind of don't need cinemas as much as other people do i see i'm on the other side of that coin i love the cinema i actually quite enjoy going to the cinema it's it's the event it's still an event for me yeah like i'm still like a kid when i go all the noise and hustle and bustle of other people the minute the film stars just fades away from me outside of people eating that's my only gripe <laughs> rustling in bags i i can't take the noises of eating for the best of times let alone in a dark room with like a hundred people well see i can't take the the sound of people in general like uh <laughs> just there's always like let's i'm trying to think of the last time i was at the cinema right okay i went to see birds of prey right okay uh okay. so movie aside the about two rows down and off to the like right of me there was a guy taking selfies all right with with flash <laughs> on oh, okay man. <laughs> not just like quietly in a corner maybe i could just see his cell phone screen no full flash taking photos what a prick um <laughs> and then two rows in front there was other people just sat there on their phone just looking at stuff and i'm like okay cool like what a way to waste 15 quid like i know right I- i'm totally with you in that sense like when i normally go to cinema 
mm-hmm. I'll try and it's so it's harder now because Donna's work schedule's changed to be Monday Friday. Yeah. But some of my best cinema experiences with with an old friend and what we used to do was we'd go on a Tuesday morning at ten o'clock. Oh yes. Oh <laughs> the witching it was hour. So, <laughs> it was so good. It was so good though. So we would go to cinema, we'd get in, and there was always one person there. And we we'd always sat we really badly have that look at them going, why are you here by yourself? Now is he up at the back with a trench coat on, is he? <laughs> no, they were usually sat at the... <laughs> if only, because then they would be interesting. It was just, dude wanted to go to the cinema when it was quiet, and then we're the assholes All right, for okay. ruining his time, because we're the loud ones yeah, now. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's two of us, it's during the day, we're like playing on our phones, well, we're doing all the stuff that we hate, see, because the there's nobody is, here. You have at least taken into consideration other people and have thought, let's go at this time of the day, because then we won't be as, as annoying to other people as yes. we possibly could be at peak yeah. time. That's that's nice of you. But there is a solution that like Cineworld have implemented, and I think uh, Odeon and other places have copied them which is where you get the VIP sort of rooms. I have not done that yet. I am dying to give that a shot, but well, I don't know if I'll, that'll happen now um, once this calms down. Well, we hope it's still it's still around. I mean, like, I think from this whole scenario, the one that's going to suffer the most is the actual cinemas themselves because mm-hmm. uh, obviously production has like halted on a lot of films, and I'll kind of get, we'll get into that in a bit, but cinemas themselves... Are obviously just businesses at their core and how they survived most of this time was by essentially saying to the production companies that they need to have the movies in their cinema for a guaranteed amount of time i think it was uh there's like a 90 day like contract That's they have a, where, that sounds about right yeah it can't be on streaming platforms television home video that kind of thing it needs at least a 90 day in the cinema and that way they guarantee that the the movie gets promoted by them and gets shown all these times and they get, make their money from it. Mm-hmm. But obviously in recent years, times have changed and we see stuff like Netflix coming into the fray where they're like, well, we'll just release your movie immediately. So, Well, I was actually going to jump into that because when I was just looking up stuff with this, with the films that were in the cinema or were just a Kick on yeah, enough yeah. to be released you can get them on streaming platforms i am not sure which ones for some of them like the disney ones is disney plus but things like the invisible man oh yeah because it was a uh, i think it's universal pictures like uh, everything yeah. that they've got in the cinema right now you can get on their streaming platform but i think right. it's like it's still like twenty dollars a ticket or something yeah. like that, which is yeah pretty massive. Oh, actually, no. If you think about it, you could get like your five friends over. Well, you can't now, but <laughs> at yeah. the time, the idea you was could. you could, if your family's in, you can rent the movie, and that's twenty dollars for everyone. That's still cheaper than a cinema ticket, I guess. Yeah, but again, at that with that, I'm really interested to see if this works mm. because see if they can skip that level promotion of we need to get a trailer out of the cinemas we need to get posters we need to get the big advertisement on buses and all that stuff because we can just but then how would people on... find out about it like but that i think because of the way digital age is you find i find all my trailers on youtube yeah i i get that but like have you never gone to netflix and just like been lost in the algorithm where that it 
it only recommends you stuff that it's like current or like other people have watched and, you, and then yeah. you find out like two months later this this is fucking amazing movie that you've never ever seen because the algorithm didn't tell you about it well yes i, I agree there but see with new releases like this if they're going to go on their own streaming services they'll put them front and center i suppose like this this is coming out like the way netflix does it with their new shows yeah yeah yeah. but algorithm stuff on netflix is so funny so i was just looking through things and see because it goes from what i've watched so oh right looking through it chaotic yeah (laughs) so it's going all the stuff i watched i'm like most of the categories are kind of blending into one i got to science fiction and fantasy and they had coach carter coach car <laughs> i was like mate what's this all about like why is coach car here it's what? you know the idea of you know a high school basketball team yeah. so out of the realms of normality even though it's based on true events i'm pretty sure uh, one of the ones i don't know if it was a glitch or if it was actually the algorithm just having a laugh um it said because you watch silent hill it recommended me shrek <laughs> <laughs> it's so good uh, um, one of the best ones I had, I don't even think I've still got the photo of it, was I was along the ro- going along and had Naruto. Oh, yeah, yeah. And at the, and at the top, see the wee synopsis of what Naruto is. It was saying, a drug cartel trying to sell <laughs> coke to the Americans. And I'm like, yeah, that's, what's that's, happened to, yeah, that's, that's to Naruto? <laughs> the tune-in selection exams changed into the <laughs> drug yeah. cartels. I was like, man, he's failing some hard times. Yeah. <laughs> So one of the things I I don't know about this uh this streaming service for like Universal in particular is is it just like rentals or do you have to pay for the streaming service and then the rentals like you do with like Amazon Prime or something like that? I would hope if they are going to do rentals like this for just like one time viewing movies and then release their films to normal streaming services on the other end. Yeah, I would really hope that you just download their app. And then you pay it like you pay a ticket to the cinema. Yeah. Only issue with all this is cinema is expensive at the moment. But once they start clicking on if this works, that means every studio will have their own. And then they get to dictate the price of what a film is worth. Hmm. Where they could end up doing something stupid like first day release because of the amount of people will download it or stream it. The film will be $30. Right. Because when so many people are going to get it, I they see. might as well try and. Yeah. Because this is when that kind of corporate stuff comes in where they go it's a new avengers film if we put that up for 30 dollars people are going to pay 30 dollars oh, for they it well yeah but this is the thing so do you think if that was an option the cinemas could still survive like I, what i think could happen with cinemas is see your big cinemas mm-hmm. wouldn't i think they would struggle to get in the big major crowds okay yeah yeah but i think see small independent cinemas that show Randoms, I see like uh, the the one in Glasgow, the GFT, like kind of yes, place. yeah, yeah. They will survive because they know farewell that we're not here to put on the blockbusters because we can't compete. So I think cinemas like that might might end well, up thriving. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, see, uh, for example, like you have the GFT in Glasgow, and we have also the Grosvenor Cinema, mm-hmm. and they have known for like a long time now i think it's been maybe like the past 10 years that they don't show any of the major releases releases that eat my own words here but <laughs> what they do instead is they put on like independent films or they do re-showings of classic movies uh just yes. so they can get 
like that kind of audience back in for one night only sort of thing it's a really good idea because like it keeps them in business like I've, mm-hmm. they've, they've always had like various film festivals and different launches they do that anime one every so often as well which is really cool yeah we were meaning to go to that one but just time scheduling of it we kind of missed it but we went to the gft with college right which was really cool to see neparisan i think is how you pronounce it really interesting film it was on the bbc as a short documentary the what was it workers in uh, the workers in east Bride and the rolls royce factory were making play airplane engines oh okay Turns out these aeroplane engines were sold to the Chilean government through a coup and they bombed the the government headquarters to overthrow and the workers decided we're not sending them engines anymore. Oh yeah, that's that's like the that's like blood money stuff right there, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. An East Coast Bride. Yeah, Jesus. this was a mad thing. Because of Rolls Royce engines and those fighter jets, but this was mm. a cool thing about it. As you said, the unions were strong, so the union went, we will not send them, and we will stop working, if needs be. Right. And it was just going through the history of it and seeing them nowadays and finding the engines that was the ones that did get sent over before everything happened. And it was a really lovely, heartfelt documentary of these people at the other side of the world saved lives, not realising how much lives that they did save. Right. But what was cool, the director was there, and he did a Q&A at the end. And I think oh. small cinemas could do stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. I like, I love things that I, I that's why I was always interested when, total, kind of off topic, see when all the kind of geeky cafes showed up. Uh-huh. I, in Glasgow, like um, when Geek Retreat started and then you had that one, it was kind of like a living room looking and you could play old consoles. Oh, I know that lo- arcade, I think it was called. Yeah. Like- yeah. I love all day those kind of things because I like that kind of community vibe to them. Mm-hmm. It's a shame they don't work because again, they're they're usually put their their passion first, and then they kind of let the business side dip yeah, slightly. Yeah. And then when they have to do the business side, it seems so disjointed. But I like, but last week I was like sitting and just have a coffee. But now I need to pay for this as well. Well, this is the thing, just like, putting that. This is what first. I feel is going to happen with like uh, the cinemas as well. Is like there's always that uh, hope that people are still going to care about these kind of community events. And when you think about it yourself, you're like, oh, I would love that kind of thing. This is what I'm totally into. But the reality of it is everyone just stays home because they have full access to it already. And they just go, nah, I don't really feel like going out. Why would I pay another like 30 pound for something I've already got? I could just sit and watch in the house. Like it happens. Yeah, it's a a way that it looks like cinema's going in general. It's Mm. just, I think with covid19 is just making that jump that bit bigger yeah it was it was a slow progression but places like the view are doing quite good things where they're dropped their price it's a fiver for the cinema in the view wow that's that's actually pretty good like I would that's amazing go over if that was the case because because me and me and donna we went to the the view in the fort to see the joker and we couldn't believe it when we got there they're like it's five pounds is this uh, like? What? Is it like a cutoff point? Is it like fifteen pound on launch and then like I don't a month know. later, like maybe after the the ninety day window, it goes down to a fiver so they can guarantee that people still come see it their venue. Unsure. I don't have an answer for that. Well, but I think it's a fiver for anything. I actually think it is a fiver because we were looking and it just going to the cinema there recently, mm-hmm. but there was nothing showing. 
Obviously, I think yeah. it was. It was they knew it was coming before anybody told them it was coming, so they were kind of yeah. taking their scheduling down. They definitely sadly. knew about it. I think that it probably impacted them right away. Like essentially, yeah. you're saying mass gatherings, and you're like, "Well, we could fit like what a hundred, two hundred people in one cinema screen." Like, fuck that, I'm not going. Yeah, yeah I think that's exactly what happened. I am kind of scared for the way cinema could go because I love streaming services. I love the fact that things like Netflix try and push the boundaries a bit on their TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Getting them now, cinema quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now I think they're hitting that point of almost becoming cable TV where a lot of their telly shows, even though their production values are out of this world, they're just throwing anything out. There's nothing as creative as it used to be when it first came out. Like, yeah. Outside of some stuff, like The Witcher came out and that blew, blew me away. But when I look at all the Netflix shows, I go, you've just released another six or seven in the past like three or four months, I'm not going to invest in anything. Well, if you think about it, like so does the cinema already. Like, yeah, I mean, if if we if we have a look at this list of like the the movies that Universal is is putting online, you've got like I think the Invisible Man, which was like made them a lot of money, mm-hmm. like quite a lot compared to the the previous ones in that universe of movies, and then they've also got stuff like uh, the new Trolls movie, right. Who, uh-huh. Like honestly, who is the audience for that trolls movie? Like you can say it's kids, but do they give a fuck about a nineties toy like turned into a film? Like I highly doubt it. So yeah, as that you probably this is what I want to see when the the metrics come out for these releases and see if people are actually paying like twenty dollars to sit and watch these garbage films that nobody really cares about. Yeah, because most people will take their kids to the cinema and they'll just see whatever's on for kids yeah, in the just, cinema. Just to get them out because, and to do something. Yeah. Like, but not to, ah. like, they're not going to pay for it to run into sit and watch it in the house because it's garbage. It's literal warm garbage. Because <laughs> what would you do? Pay for that or grab whatever kids section is on Netflix? Exactly. Oh my God, Disney Plus. You've got Disney Plus yeah, now. Yeah, Why would yeah. you have to give them anything? You've got an infinite library of, like, movies from all years to give them now whereas like so you don't need to keep churning this same stuff out and out and again because kids watch anything like you, yeah like and i know from experience that i probably watched like the same movie 100 times when i was a child like i didn't care like how many times i'd seen it just because it was entertainment for me it was the mighty ducks part two <laughs> the second mighty ducks man i watched that film on loop going i'm going to be an ice hockey player i'm going to be called Hockey, who plays hockey? It's going to be amazing. <laughs> hockey, the hockey player. Yeah, so I went to East Kilbride because I had an ice rink. And I was mm-hmm. like, do you play ice hockey? And I went, yeah. And I was like, oh, can I join the ice hockey team? Like, no, we don't do it for your age. Like, what? <laughs> and then about two years later, they did do it for my age. And I was like, I'm not in any hockey anymore. Missed opportunity. <laughs> it's like, well what the fuck? That might yeah. be best, uh, VHS is now burnt out completely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, VHS. I used to have such a good VHS collection. I had a great one, and it was Predator, oh. the original VHS. It was for like you seventy pounds. You're probably too young for that. <laughs> no, no, I, I, no, 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 no. I had well, a Mortal fair, Kombat VHS, and I definitely was not eighteen when I yeah. had. Yeah. <laughs> well, when it comes to Predator, I don't know. I have told you this story, but I'll tell you again. No, please do. So, I have very strong opinions about the new Predator film, uh-huh. which I think we should talk about at some point, but not right now. This <laughs> is fun I need to actually chill. watch it, Chris, and I can't bring oh my myself god. to Oh my god, I think it's on Netflix or something now. Ah, oh, Jesus. Right, fine. <laughs> or Prime. 
or is it Now TV? Because I went and got Now oh, TV. I've only got bit, two of those. <laughs> yeah, because Now TV were doing a get it for a, a pound oh, for you know, three months. It probably will be Now TV because that's where your Sky Cinema pesh is. Yeah, I, th- I think it's on Now TV. Right, oh, that well. makes sense. Anyway, so The Predator. I have a huge obsession with The Predator, hence my strong opinions. I've got a Predator tattoo and all mm-hmm. the other shenanigans along with that. And it all came from the movie Halloween. From Oddly. What? <laughs> yep. That this story is multi-layered. So when I was about six, mm-hmm. I seen Predator Two, yeah. and it scared the bejeebus out of me. I didn't know what I was in for. One thing I did get to see was boobs and you know bum and all that before <laughs> I was ready. And I was like, oh, that makes me feel confused inside. What's this all about? So I had that moment, and then I saw somebody get skinned and their spine ripped out and this invisible monster. And you also had your other moment there where you were like, yeah, that looks pretty good too. Yeah, I'm like, oh, very. It was a very confusing time for me, right? So I watched this, and it was in. Oh my god, the guy was called Mark as well. Oh. He was in his house that happened when they watched it because he had it on video. So we watched it and it scared the bejeebus out of me. I had nightmares for about a week. I couldn't go to sleep properly. I had to keep the light on because a big scary monster is going to come into my room and pull my spine out my back. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Eventually, all that calmed down. Things were fine. Same pal. I don't know why I keep calling him a pal. At this point, it wasn't a friend when he kept subduing me to these <laughs> like, horrific horror to movies. Trauma. Yeah. Yeah. It's the reason why I'm not good with horror films, probably. <laughs> so, it's put on Halloween. And this hot dread on a level that I have never felt. I don't think I've even felt it since. I think the closest I've ever felt to it from watching something was my first run through of paranormal activity. All right. Because that messed with my mind because nothing happened in it. <laughs> it was like it no, just when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? Yeah, oh, it doesn't. It just got you. it just put me. It made me tense the whole time. Every creak, every noise. It was there moments when you're in your house and you hear a creak and you don't know why it creaked. Yeah, that's the same level for me when I watched Halloween. And Halloween was just try to run away from something that you can't run from, no matter how fast you are. And I suppose also that you got you got to add in the fear that it's a it's actually just a person and it's not a yeah. monster. You're like people exist. Just, I know people. <laughs> I've yeah. seen names. It's a giant guy in a mask. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. And you're tiny, so everybody's a giant person. Hmm. So, I got nightmares about that, and I remember these nightmares so vividly. What happened was, I'd be on one of the streets that was in the film, and I'd be running away from them, I'd be falling over, tripping, and every time I'd get to a corner of the, the block, a school bus would pull out, and then I would be trapped, and he would catch up with me, and the minute the knife touched me, I would Scream, wake up, and I was having ter- terrifying nightmares for a long time because of that. That is bizarre, yep. Yep. So, that kept happening. One day I fell asleep. Same dream, kept going the same way. Got to the bus, I turned around, he's ready to stab me. My fate has been sealed, and then three red dots appeared <laughs> on his head. <laughs> right? It's right. It's and Halloween then, versus Predator. It was. It, he blew his head off and he <laughs> fell over. And then the Predator was standing on top of the bus, went uninvisible, went visible right. again, jumped down and just wandered off and Amazing. saved me. And I never had that nightmare again. Hero of the day, the Predator. The Predator was my hero. He actually saved me. And ever since then, I, 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 it changed the way I seen it. And then I watched the original film and went, oh my fuck, that is such a good movie. 
And you also, and, uh, you, you created the crossover genre at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Way before I was ABT. In, yeah, I was an inception of this. <laughs> Where, where's my check? I don't know what you're going to be asking for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just phoning up the guy that played Michael Myers, like, you owe me money. It's like, uh, <laughs> like what? I'm, I'm the guy who played Shrek. Yeah, you're looking for the yeah. other Michael Myers. <laughs> like, you still owe me money. <laughs> but yeah, that was my kind of weird predator <laughs> Halloween dream that we oh, got to yeah, for some that was, reason. That was a good tangent. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever had uh, like movies leak into my dreams. Uh, actually, no, 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 no. I think I watched Hellraiser by accident at the age of like oh. nine or something like that. <laughs> and oh, I, no. I definitely was like pretty fucked up by that for a wee while. I can't. Yeah. I watch it now and I just laugh at it. But like yeah. at that point in time, I was just like, "Oh my god!" It's putting like meat hooks in his face and everything. Oh. Ah. Oh, back in the day with practical effects for oh, the go to, oh, miss them. It's like if you, actually, I really do miss oh, them. Oh, oh, like the fly as well. The fly, um, not because of any of the other parts of like the gruesome like body, you know, mm-hmm. falling apart and all that kind of stuff. It was the bit where he's doing the hand wrestling. Is that what you call it? arm wrestling? Arm wrestling. Yes. And he fucking snaps the guy's bone out. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that bit, that gross. haunted me like all yeah. my life. <laughs> all I could think of every time I looked at my own arm was like, oh, the, the bone's going to pop out and I'm going to bleed everywhere. It was the same when I watched The Thing recently. I didn't see The Thing till I was an adult. Oh, it's a great so, film. So I did see a lot of practical effects stuff when I was younger, mm-hmm. but see like the the greats like the thing and the fly. I didn't yeah. see that till I was a grown up. So I was used to CGI being kind of the norm. Mm-hmm. I watched the thing. And I was like, "Oh fuck, this is on a different level." Like, why did we stop this? Like, yeah, when something is uh, perfectly lit in the exact same environment, it like lends kind of credence to it and makes it seem more believable to me. Yeah. Even if it some sometimes things can look a bit janky, but if another person can react to it and it's it's in the same scene as them, I always feel that yeah. benefits a hundred percent for the actors. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like there's some new technology coming out that's gonna be pretty fucking awesome. It's already out a Mandalorian film found with it. Oh yeah. Where... Are you talking about the Unreal Engine soundstage thing? Yeah, and it's just yeah. this big uh, almost like curved wall that the best part of this uh, if you haven't watched Corridor did a video on it yeah it's really good. their so, one and some other ones as well really oh good. it's so good just watching the idea of the stage might look really a bit off to the actors looking at it but they get to see what they're looking at but when yeah. the camera moves it moves for the perspective of the camera yeah it's and so it's always perfect I'm like well that's you- think about it right like these guys who are now used to working on green screen stages mm-hmm. like they're probably not even looking at the background anymore they're probably just concentrating straight on the actors so yeah. to give the director like that level of control at any given time is just phenomenal for like all these things have you watched the mandalorian at all like have you seen like the actual no. well i didn't know they used the unreal engine soundstage like until after i'd watched it and wow. I was like, holy shit, like, I thought their sets were real. Like, they look 100% real. I think, see, for those kind of fantasy set pieces, mm-hmm. that's the way forward. See, for CGI, when it interacts with people, yeah, I'm still not sold on that yet. I would, I like, it doesn't have to be fully practical. Well, that's like, why CGI they can use do th- the puppet. 
they used the puppet yeah. baby Yoda because they were like, well, they need to talk to it and pick it up and do things with it, so it's a fucking puppet. <laughs> Another thing with that is everybody knows Yoda as a puppet, even when he was released. When they knew it was a puppet, it didn't yeah, yeah, feel yeah, yeah. real. So using the puppet gives it the same mannerisms and yeah. the same movement, which makes it feel real, even though the movements are not real. Mm-hmm. Because we know what it is now. We know what it looks like. Because that was a problem with Yoda and uh, the prequels. When he moved, well, he moved too much like a real person, there which was makes a, him feel off. There was a puppet in the original version of Phantom Menace, yeah. but you know George Lucas likes to um, put his yep. bits in every wrong place. Yeah, very true. <sighs> but yeah, there's something about things like that. Things that don't move naturally but they're physically there, look more real than something that could move one-to-one perfect, Yeah, but isn't there. Well, I mean, like, slight tangent with the the Unreal Engine is that obviously, like, everything moving towards that kind of digital space, it might help uh, cinema production going forward. When you think about it, if we're still in this kind of crisis area, people probably still can work from home if they're generating environments and like mm-hmm. just setting up all this this extra stuff pre-production, mm-hmm. you know, so that people can then just jump into when they're going to be filming, they'll have the, the entirety of the set already pre-established for them. Yeah, it's the same with the post-production guys, you're the special effects guys in a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll be just they were like, this is just another day for us. Like, we don't 100%. leave the house because we're doing like 18 hour days trying to fix all this stuff. Well, this is why, like, the, the video game industry right now must be like just peaking. Yeah. You know, because like those guys are all able to work from home. They don't need to like do anything to get their media together in person. You know what I mean? They don't need to yeah. be grouped up. That's why game shops, like, um, kind of people that sell games, they were one of the last people to close when. Oh, that happened because everybody wants games and they knew farewell that that was the case. Like, yeah, it's a, a moment where because GameStop in America, they were one of the last ones to close in America. Well, the thing is, is like that if there's a need for it from the public, then these shops will stay open regardless. Yeah, and yeah. Like, that's that's how it works. Is like if, if people are still coming in and buying it, then it must be why in their they? eyes a necessity. Like, yeah, why would they close? Yeah, I mean, until the day when. Netflix offers you the ability to log into a PC or something like that and start playing a, a library of games. People are always going to need to go to the physical stores to pick up a, the new console, to pick up like yeah anything, any extras that they do need, like their headsets, their controllers, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of odd with that one because I'm all for digital when it comes to games because mm-hmm. I'm for that for movies. But this is one thing I don't have. I don't have an actual digital collection of movies yet. I had a giant physical collection. The reason is, I don't know who to trust to buy them from. Well, this because is, this is it, isn't it? I don't own it. You've got Steam. I have a license. Right, don't you? You, could, you should have Steam. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got Steam. So, Steam has been around since, oh god, like 2001? I'm going to... Something like that. Maybe even earlier? I can't remember. Because it's Half-Life 2 when it came out, so uh, yes. it was a launch of Steam. Right, so everything that anyone has purchased from that point onwards is still available to them. Like, give yeah. or take, there's a few games that have had like major like licensing issues and stuff. Have maybe like you can't buy them again, but if you still own them, then they're still yours. Mm-hmm. There's been nothing like no kind of movie platform for that like length of time that has said like you know if you buy from us, you'll still have it. Because I don't even buy stuff from the see the PlayStation Store has movies, right? 
we have done that once we rented Avengers Endgame. Oh, but you rented once. it. You didn't buy it. Though. Yeah, we didn't buy it. To like because keep, yeah. I think the problem is because it isn't a universal place that's a PC to yeah. do it on. See if they had something like a Steam, which it is just a, a desktop app mm-hmm. to down, to pay for it and download movies. I'd be so far buying films that I can't get on streaming sites because you've got things like Amazon, Netflix, and then all the other streaming services. Well, I think you, you can, can buy something you from can buy Amazon from Amazon, can't you? I'm pretty sure digitally. Yeah, yeah, I think you can. But then what happens if the licensing of that film from Amazon goes moves? So they go, no, we will never want this to get seen on our thing. It doesn't matter if you've got it. Well, yeah, that's 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 what I'm saying. Like the difference was that at the the inception of Steam, they made the promise of the like, regardless yeah. of that, anything that you have purchased will be still usable to you, whether or not it's removed from the store. So, um, so that was like something that was like ingrained into their terms of service. Whereas with uh-huh. every other platform, I've never seen anyone come close to offering that level of yeah. Like I think it's security. they're so. I think it's just because of companies now when it comes to TV and movies, they're just they, they want to own their IPs now. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Compared to games where you they own their IPs but they don't care what it's played on. Mm. But most of them will go, if we can release it on Xbox, PlayStation, PC and the Switch, we will release it on every one of those platforms. Yeah. It's usually just a publishing issue of well, you signed a deal with us. Whereas movies are just like But we can just have it on our thing. So right? here's a disgusting idea for you okay right like, oh no <laughs> right you know how with video games right yeah uh two weeks from now you'll get a patch for your call of duty right and that patch can do anything to the game that you own uh-huh what if you were sitting there with your favorite copy of return of the jedi and then all of a sudden it comes out patch notes version 2.3 has been released for return of the jedi and now it's the fucking special edition that george lucas has shat all over but you can't get your original copy back because and there's nothing you can do to stop that yep or they've digitally edited out an actor has been cancelled or like they've done something just to say we've covered our asses here do you know see since starting this conversation my stance on this has changed i was kind of wanting movies to go more digital <laughs> we, i love the cinema but we but need the to protect the cinema <laughs> we need to protect but I'm just like, it at all costs we, we, we need to actually keep it going do you know what that is yeah. i think there's something to be said about a, a physical copy for movies mm. more so than games because i think a movie is something that's kind of you get it you know what it is when you get it and it's that's it yeah and you watch it and you love it or you hate it see so you have that and then they put it in and then they go Actually, we didn't like the way that turned out. We're going to just redo. We're going to just add the bits that we didn't. We wanted to put in. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, put in as a separate thing. That's a t- totally different thing. The, you, you change your flow. You change the tone. You change all kind of tempo of the film. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like it's the it's the Blade Runner director's cut thing, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like, if that was the only version available, then you wouldn't know about the the mess that came beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. It's, it's stuff like that. I'm just, I I want digital to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to buy a film online and get to keep it. Okay. On my my device, I do. I'd rather be able to do that through my computer and then be able to link it to my PC through an app, and on my PlayStation through an app. Okay. Yeah. Instead of buying it through PlayStation, 
Yeah. You know, say like the way Amazon Prime is. Well, I think that it might be, I don't quote me on this, I think it might come under like uh, Sony movies because I think that's a separate thing. Yeah. So it's stuff like that. It's just things because I, I watch primarily through my PlayStation. Yeah. So sometimes you get things where you go, I kind of want this, but I don't want to, I want to buy it just from somewhere. I don't want to buy it from PlayStation in case I decide I'm not going to have a PlayStation 5. So another little. You know, and then I've lost it. Another little idea that I've not actually got an answer for, and I wonder if you do. Right. Okay. Movies that are 100% Netflix, do they get home video releases? No. So, if Netflix decides at some point that they're running out of space and they just want to remove the Irishman. I don't think they'll ever remove their originals. That that means you'll get to a bottleneck though you would eventually reach some sort of apex where you can no longer provide infinite content surely because yeah. because this was a weird one with that did netflix not release a movie out in the cinemas recently well that, that the irishman yeah they did that one because it was scorsese right. wanted a yeah. limited release and i think they did it for him yeah yeah because there was another one as well that i went netflix releasing it in the cinema but then at the same time netflix isn't as much of a studio now than it is a Oh, it's a publishing house, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. just a, it's not just a place to watch. So maybe if they decided to do that, I, I don't know. Because I, I feel I like really don't know. I'd be kind of sad if I could, like, you know, like they decided, ah, we're taking this off, and there's no way for you to now have a copy of that film. That film would be forever lost in the ether. Or would they See, like have a program in place where they're like, ah, fuck it, we'll release a Blu-ray or a digital download version of it. See, a digital download I'm okay with because, see, this is a weird thing with Netflix and it annoys me a bit, is on your phone, mm-hmm. you can download your films so you don't have to stream them, right? And what you does it download it as? Is it like a... It's, 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 it's not on your phone, it's just downloaded, so it's like right. a downloaded version oh, yeah. and Netflix. Mm-hmm. But they could take that and go, here's a library of stuff that if you download it, it's only with their originals, they can't do it with other films. To mm-hmm. keep because obvious reasons, but all the originals you can go if you want to download this and keep it, and it'll stay in Netflix, but it'll be in your own personal storage. Well, um, so you get like a small bit of storage where you keep not your list or that, but it's just like this is Spotify your download. Uh, yeah, as far as I'm aware, and and then that means you've got it. It's yours. It's yours for as long as you keep it downloaded. If you decide to, mm-hmm. I don't want this anymore, and undownload it or take it away from your downloads, can you need space? And it's not on Netflix anymore as a Netflix original. Yeah, and it's gone until they decide to bring it back. But like digital rights management is a is a massive like topic that we could no one can solve probably in this the no this timeline that we exist in. I guess the we problem just, is it used to is yeah it's because the copyright goes to so many people. It does. I mean, uh, you tried to fix that like recently, but in doing so, they they opened up a can of worms that would hurt a lot of people in the process. Yeah, it was very difficult. It's this idea of ownership when it comes to something that somebody created. Yeah, it's like somebody spent, you know, how many millions on a movie? Yeah, and you spent fifteen pound for it. Do you own that movie, <laughs> or do you just own a license to watch that film? Yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you are you're just you're buying like a license to watch it. Yes, yeah, but. 
the idea of ownership of media is kind of gone the way of the dodo hasn't it really it's yeah. just it's, it's not a thing anymore i think because people don't care about ownership anymore when it comes to media, but... i mean everything is transient i mean most like music artists and stuff don't even release albums these days they just release like a, a single yeah because they, it's easier for them yeah it's just it, really on spotify it's gone it's out there bang got my money now i'm back to doing whatever i want to do yeah, yeah it's simpler yeah it's it's a really cool time for creators and mm. a really horrible time as well because of stuff like this like yeah you, you can go like us right now we're making something and we could put this out to the world and people can watch it people can listen to it and we make we could potentially make money back way that'd be nice but then if somebody downloads <laughs> but then if somebody downloads that yeah just for themselves to listen to or even to put out somewhere else and then you go because they'll upload it it's like that's ours though right but that's exactly what yeah. things happen when somebody takes up it's really odd it's a very odd place in the world of yeah how far does your ownership take you it's yeah. like be all right we have all rights to everything to do with this but if somebody goes we'll give you this money if you let us do this to it and then you go well i've lost my ownership of it so basically can i need to make napster, something out of it napster opened up pandora's box and now we can't yeah. put anything <laughs> back in <laughs> like, that's, you, exact, <laughs> that's exactly what, that, what happened metallica had the right idea the <laughs> napster <laughs> <brand>. <laughs> uh, right yeah fuck's sake <laughs> yeah but on an end on an ending note of that yeah. because we've got to about 40 minutes and i'm thinking for our first hurrah that is pretty damn good that's not bad <laughs> i want to say save the cinemas yeah fuck go it. to the save cinema the have i don't like them but go there anyway <laughs> it's like go have fun get out take a few pat well not right now stay not home right now. yeah stay home but once everything's back to normal go out go to the cinema have do the, fun do the see VR. It fucking it's great, mate. It's amazing. Everyone should go do VIP when they can. I will be doing it. I'll be doing it when I get opportunity. This is the thing I always take. These things are made to be shown on yeah. a giant screen with the best audio quality and the best film um, like projector quality that possibly can. Yeah. You're watching it on your phone or your laptop or goodness spread, even your telly yeah. isn't doing the filmmakers justice for what they envisioned. Wow, you've, you've actually just quoted David Lynch. Uh, I'll send you the link later, Chris, but it's brilliant. <laughs> You'll fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, right, that's me out. I am quotable now at this yeah. point. Then. <laughs> right. But what is, I love cinema and I love making things as big as possible that way. I think there's something, I'm still a kid. Yeah. That way, I it's think when you go there, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's like, I even love what I love going just for the trailers half the time. Mm. When you go and you just get to see the trailer, you're like, oh, it's just this feeling. It's kind of like a nostalgia yeah. almost, I think, as yeah. these trailers hold that power over you. Yeah. yeah. Even the ones you don't see them as much nowadays, but the odd occasion they have the epic voiceover guy voice. In a world. But, yeah. Oh, yes. Every now and then a horror has that. And I'm like, I kind of want to see it now because you've actually paid a guy to <laughs> talk rubbish over the top of it. Yeah. You kind of tell me the movie. Yeah. Aye. but get to the cinema everybody as soon as you can but until then just a wee thing since we're odd person might hear this stay home yeah don't be, stay home actually, <laughs> actually don't be a dick like yeah. i've seen way too many people actually being absolute dicks about this like i've heard from my mum down in my end people just not caring and just being about if you don't need to be out just don't go fucking out do something like this Make something. Yeah. You've got hundreds of time now. Because the reality is, if you don't, they're just going to drive a tank up to you. 
So fucking stay in. <laughs> yeah. The more you stay out, the longer we have to stay in. Yep. It's the way it goes. If you want to get out and about again, stay home. Because this could blow over for us in the next month or so. But if you keep, if everybody keeps going out and about, this could be like six months and before people have... really get back to their old selves. They'll kill cinema, Chris. That's what they're They'll doing. They'll kill it. Don't kill my media. Stay home. Save cinema. All right. Wow, that, that's a that's a good way to end this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you had to perfectly there. Yeah. So, thank you, Mark, for joining me, and thanks for having me. It's been fun. This has been actually turned out really well. I just want to let everybody know because we have time on our hands. We don't know our schedule on this. This could be one a week, two a week. We could get bored one day and. Turns out we watch something and decide to make a podcast that day. Yep. So I'm not giving a schedule. Just tune in and hopefully we'll get these out as regular as possible. So until next time, everybody, it's bye from me. And it's bye from me.